ever stop to think that the best and worst place to live is in your mind? Think about it. We can create our own destiny or our own downfall. It all has to do with the way that we choose to think and see things. Welcome to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit, with your host, Dr. Paula Joyce. Dr. Paula is here with her guest experts to show you just how to change that negative way of thinking and see your world in a positive light. Now, here is Dr. Paula. Welcome to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, and I'm grateful to be here with and for you today. You are all part of a global community with fellow listeners from every corner of the world. Thank you for being here with and for me and for continuing to spread the word to your friends, relatives, and colleagues. A special gratitude goes this week to our listeners in the countries of the Russian Federation, China, and Germany, and in the states of Texas, Massachusetts, and California, and to all of you for helping us reach a new high of 120,000 listeners, because you keep listening, Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit is a top-ranked show here on Voice America, the leader in live internet talk radio. In addition to our amazing guests, I always include a tip of the week, a silver lining story, and the name of an archangel to help you grow and heal personally, professionally, and spiritually. And now for your tip for the week from my ebook, 33 Tips for Self-Empowerment. Self-empowerment connects you to your limitless higher self, giving you an inner foundation of love, eliminating fear and bringing in peace and joy. Your limitless higher self has direct access to the divine and through that love, you can heal yourself and the planet. For today's topic, your tip is allow yourself to feel when faced with emotional Pain, allow yourself to feel the pain, then let it go. Robert Frost said the only way around it is through it. Crying releases stress hormones from your body. This makes room for the joy. If you have difficulty feeling your emotions, rent a sad movie to help you connect to your feelings. Many of us grew up in families where our parents didn't know how to feel pain and let it go, which meant they couldn't teach us how to do it. Consequently, we were told things like, stop crying, you didn't get hurt, you're too sensitive, or stop your whining. The problem with these messages is that we can force ourselves to look okay on the outside, but the pain is still there on the inside. It goes undercover and gets buried until it overwhelms us and comes out as anger, depression, anxiety, or mental or physical illness. The prescriptions our doctors give us only continue to hide the pain. Sometimes they're necessary, but they're not a permanent solution. Learning how to feel our current and past pain is the only way to truly heal and create emotional, mental, and physical health and well-being. When we overreact to a present-day situation, the chances are good that it's triggering an old pain that we never resolved. To be fully in the present moment, we need to release that old pain. Talking about the problems can sometimes increase their power over us, and avoiding the pain just pushes it into hiding. 
Feeling the pain makes us stronger, wiser, and healthier. As we let it go, we gain new energy, clearer thinking, and greater ease, peace, and joy. Sometimes the pain comes from a past life. That's why my next workshop is Past Life Group Regression. Past lives are often the source of limiting beliefs, confusing feelings of deja vu, healthy and unhealthy relationships, special talents, gifts and knowledge, fears and phobias, health problems and personal challenges. We often spend years in therapy or misery blaming our childhood for our difficulties when the source is something we brought into this life from another lifetime. Knowing those past influences Influences can create faster and deeper change. With my process, you'll discover what you need to know, keep the positive, and let go of what's hurting you. I was trained by Dr. Brian Weiss, and I use a gentle process in which you always feel safe and in control. Whether you just want to learn more about your soul's journey through different lifetimes or want to heal something in your current life, the information you're ready to know will emerge. In this workshop, you will experience two past lives with my expert guidance, understand the reasons for your current life circumstances, release the negative influences from your past lives, gain new self-awareness and empowerment, enhance spiritual well-being and peace, and learn new techniques that I have created to help you discover past lives on your own. You can learn more about the importance of past lives by listening to my on-demand shows with Dr. Dave DeSano, Dina Miriam, and also Dr. Raymond Moody. Go to my website, drpaulajoyce.com, to listen to those shows and to register for my past life group regression workshop. We'll meet Saturday, July 20th at 2 o'clock at the Dallas Meditation Center. If you don't live in Dallas, contact me for individual or group coaching or to present this workshop or another one in your area like Discovering Hope and Silver Linings, The I'm Awakening, or The Ultimate Creative Problem Solving Process. Choosing to be positive, choosing to think, see, feel, and act in new and healthier ways is the heart of Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. We all have choices, but we can't make the best choices for ourselves if we don't know what the options are. This show provides you with new information on health and healing with an emphasis on spirituality and the connection between our thoughts, emotions, and physical and mental health. We can all choose happiness, gratitude, abundance, love, peace, and positivity as we allow ourselves to know the truth of our own experiences and feel the pain of our past or present life and let it go. We open ourselves up to the joy of being fully alive in every moment. We change the energy in our body and literally become younger and healthier, feel lighter and have more energy. We truly know and feel the joy, beauty, and love in our lives. My show helps you do that by providing you with new information, perspectives, and techniques, inspirational stories, and guests who are thought leaders in their field, like our guest today, Mark Lesser, who will talk about mindful leadership at work and in life. 
I want to share two emails I received after our show last week with Regina Meredith, who talked about her new book, Accidentally on Purpose, Tripping Through Life with Regina. The first one said, this was a wonderfully fascinating show. And the second one read, I found your interview with Regina both emotionally touching and intellectually provocative. To tell the truth, I had to wipe a tear away upon hearing her traumatic experience as a young child. She is a remarkably resilient person. I appreciated her willingness to share her life and experiences with us and her challenging us to expand our abilities and knowledge. Regina is a true inspiration who has led her life fearlessly from her perspective without feeling the need to think like everyone else. In so doing, she has become a leader in conscious media, expanding her own psychic abilities and helping others to see the world that goes unreported in the nightly news. In fact, until very recently, our news media was forbidden to report irrefutable evidence of UFOs and direct communication with alien visitors to our planet. The United States even has CIA-trained remote viewers who spy on other countries and can see into the future. There's more to our world than we have been told in the regular media. Gratefully, more of this kind of information is starting to be reported now, helping us to open up our minds and our consciousness. I encourage you to listen to this show by clicking on the episode link on this page. For more on the legitimacy of psychic information, please listen to some of our shows like May 16, 2019 with Paul Selig, an extraordinary program for personal and planetary evolution. September 1, 2016 with James Van Pra, What is a Medium? And October 29, 2015 with Bill Phillips, Psychic Medium Shimp is Real. You can hear these shows or any others that you have missed or want to listen to again. That's the beauty of having the shows on demand. You have easy access anytime, day or night, allowing you to listen when it fits your schedule or when you need hope, comfort, and inspiration. Whenever it is, I'm here for you. Now it's time for my silver lining story. On Sunday... Dallas got hit hard with high winds and hail. At least one person died and others were injured. Electricity went out all around the city and many people experienced damage to their homes, cars, and trees. Some people are still without electricity and traffic is backed up in areas where traffic lights are not working yet. As we regroup, I hope we take some time to grieve the losses and also count our blessings. The storm didn't last long, but it was very violent. When large pieces of ice were hitting my windows, I was certain they were going to break the glass and that the rain was going to rush into my home. I was grateful that it didn't. After the rain, I went to sit on my patio since it was more comfortable outside than inside. The hummingbird caught my attention by flying back and forth between me, the hummingbird feeder, and the window where she usually comes to say hello to me. I had never seen her exhibit this kind of frantic behavior. I knew something was wrong, but I didn't understand what. 
I looked at her confused. That's when she pointed her whole body toward the tree whose upper branches had been ripped off by the storm. And I realized she was telling me her nest was gone. I looked back at her feeling helpless and sad. I wanted to help, but I knew there was nothing I could do except acknowledge her loss. With this communication between us, she seemed to calm down. Over the next few days, she came more frequently than usual to the feeder, as if she were comforting herself by coming to the place where she knew she was loved and supported. I wondered how many more birds lost their nests and eggs or babies. The next day, I noticed the female cardinal also exhibiting unusual behavior, but the tree where she nests was untouched. Maybe she was responding to the chaos and upheaval in the natural world. I didn't see her mate for two days, and I started to worry that he was hurt. As if he heard me, within minutes he appeared at the bird feeder. I thought about the fragile balance in nature, and I was sad for the losses that we don't notice or mark. I believe that we are all connected. It helped me to take a moment to pray for all of life that was affected by the storm and to offer gratitude and blessings for all the losses. Given the severity of the storm, the loss of life could have been even greater. I went to the trees near me, touched them, and told them how grateful I was for the shelter, protection, beauty, and love they had provided over the years. It seemed that the oldest, most beautiful trees were the ones who got hit the hardest. So much loss, and yet nature does have a way of getting busy recreating. In fact, as I was talking to the trees, I noticed new growth in the lower parts of the trees as if they had already been preparing for new life. I wrote the following piece in 1999. It was one of the stories that came from my unconscious. I just wrote without stopping to think or to edit. At the time, it confused me so much that I didn't even title it. Then I had no way of understanding that it's about the reemergence of the divine feminine and the reuniting of the divine feminine with the divine masculine. He had warned her about the book. Now it was too late. Days later, he found her lying quietly in a deep trance with leaves growing on the book. She had been so sweet, he wished he had never let her into his life. Then this wouldn't be happening. She'd be out playing with the others instead of imprisoned in her body. This always happened, and so few came back. He wondered if she would be able to bridge the worlds and return to him to new life, to all that this physical world has to offer to his love and to her destiny. If she can come back, if she makes it, she will hold the key to the next generation. Her wisdom will help us all evolve to the next heart level. So all I can do now is wait and pray and stand vigil. Sometimes my physical presence helps. Sometimes it can remind them of what they have to come back to. Sometimes it's just enough. The pull to the other side is so great, it's so hard to leave once you've had the taste of ecstasy, of true, deep connection. Why would anyone come back? 
Sometimes they're pushed back and sometimes they make a conscious choice. I do hope she comes back. She and I can do good work together. We each have pieces of the puzzle and when we put what we know and who we are together, we're dynamite. So here's to our future. Through methods like mindfulness, we can fully awake and create a world that is more compassionate, empathetic, and loving. Our guest today, Mark Lesser, is helping leaders use mindfulness to create a world we all want to live in. Mark is a CEO, Zen teacher, and author who leads trainings and talks worldwide. Mark helped develop the world-renowned Search Inside Yourself program within Google, which is a mindfulness-based emotional intelligence training for leaders, which teaches the art of integrating mindfulness, emotional intelligence, and business savvy for creating great corporate cultures and a better world. Mark is the author of four books, including Seven Practices of a Mindful Leader, Lessons from Google, and a Zen Monastery Kitchen. You're listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor. Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. said, hate cannot drive out hate, only love can do that. And Mahatma Gandhi said, be the change you want to see in the world. And Mother Teresa said, I alone cannot change the world, but I can cast a stone across the waters to create many ripples. If you believe this while listening to the commercials, go to my website, drpaulajoyce.com, to like and recommend us on Facebook. Then friend Paula Joyce and I'll send uplifting messages between shows help you be part of the solution only like and follow the people who add positivity to the world then read about and register for my new workshop past life group regression or contact me to schedule one in your area your question for today is what pain do you need to allow yourself to feel stay tuned we'll be right back with mark lesser to talk about mindful leadership at work and in life what makes the most successful people tick keep listening to the voice america empowerment channel VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. be the best that you can be dr paula invites you to meet with her for a -a one-of-a-kind breakthrough coaching session dissolve hidden barriers to your goals solve your most challenging problems and unleash your inner power visit paulajoyce.com or call dr paula the life doctor at 214-208-3533 to find out more and to schedule your free consultation whether it's individual or group business or personal attain success with ease mention that you heard this on uplift your life and receive 10 percent off your first service call 214-208-3533 or visit paulajoyce.com today Time for a fresh perspective from leadership development to team building and re-imaging your mission. Dr. Paula has game-changing speeches and presentations crafted just for you. She has helped leading experts solve their key challenges and can help you too while reducing stress and increasing your profitability. With Dr. Paula, you will find common ground in innovative solutions. Start now with a free consultation. Call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, today at 214-208-3533 or visit paulajoyce.com. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, 
philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit with Dr. Paula Joyce. To reach the show today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to Dr. Paula at drpaulajoyce.com. Now, back to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. If you're just tuning in, I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, and you're listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. I always appreciate hearing from you, my listeners, and as a top-ranked show, when you choose to advertise with me, you reach hundreds of thousands of people. This interests you, or if you want to help sponsor the show or become part of the conversation today, please call 888-346-9141. Or email Dr. Paul at drpaulajoyce.com. I value you and what you have to say, so please let me know what's on your mind and heart. And I hope you wrote down what pain you need to allow yourself to feel. And I'm so pleased to welcome Mark Lesser to talk about mindful leadership at work and in life. Mark, thank you so much for being on this show. Thank you, Dr. Paul. It's my my pleasure. Um, I, I was wondering, since um, this issue of pain, and we spend so much time avoiding pain in our lives, or trying to avoid it, or pushing it away, one of the seven principles that you discuss um, is is about pain and the importance of feeling the pain. Talk to us a little bit about that, please. Well, I think the the underlying uh, container for that, you know, a a lot of the work I do is kind of bringing mindfulness into leadership and into the business world, and and I I, I call it the the dirty little secret of the business world, or the dirty little secret of work, is that it's all human beings, and and I think I think one of the uh, huge reasons that there's more and more interest in, in mindfulness uh, in the business world, in the corporate world, is this recognition of the importance of the human element. And as, as opposed to, I think for, I think for uh, many, many years, there was this assumption and belief that you, you should push, push away the human element and, and in a sense kind of treating people almost like they were, um, like they were machines or, and, and I think more and more with the a few things. I think the need for collaboration, uh, the need for creativity, uh, the the incredible ways that people are working together across cultures and across time zones. Um, the need for humanness has become has become enormous, and and a big part of being human is recognizing 
the, the pain that we that we all that we all feel, and this is on on many levels, right? There's the pain of uh, not getting what you want and and getting what you don't want. Uh, there's the pain of of loss. Uh, there's the, right that we all we all feel that sense of whether it's um, uh, losing a job or, or or losing a friend or or um, and we all we all know. I think we all know deep down in our bones the the sense of um, impermanence and that life. It's 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 more than just a greeting card saying right that that life really is short, and that we we will we will lose everything and just uh, just knowing that uh, can and being aware of that being conscious of that is painful, and at the same time. I think the other side of it, and, and I think you you said it uh, you you said it in one of your quotes uh, earlier in your show about uh, that the way the way is through the pain, and I would say the way um, the way to stellar leadership, the way to creativity, to the way to a really effective uh, collaboration isn't by pretending or pushing away what's painful or difficult, but that is very skillfully and directly working with it. So beautifully said. And and so your last statement leads to my question, how do you work with it in a positive way? Yeah. Well, I think, I think in some way, uh, this is why I think I'm, I'm such a, uh, a strong proponent of having some kind of a, a regular uh, meditation practice. I think that it it can be really helpful and supportive to actually practice over and over again uh, with just you know just staying still, just bringing awareness to one's you know one's breath and body and and allowing allowing all of those feelings uh, to come up. And be able be able to cultivate and practice this um, the ability to stay with to stay with um, the feelings to to become more and more I think familiar with how we turn our our thoughts and feelings into stories and and how and, and to become more and more familiar with our own uh, profound relationship with with pain and what's what's difficult uh some of it i think is you know is very real like the the kind of um the kinds of pains i was describing earlier about impermanence uh a a lot of the pain that i think we humans feel is the the turning turning things into stories creating stories about about lack or about what's missing or about dissatisfaction and this is a whole nother realm of of pain that we see playing out you know we see playing out in our in our lives in the political sphere but but especially i you know i uh i i spend a lot of time in in many different companies and i can see uh often i think that the pain of disconnection the pain of people feeling a lack of trust and a lack of connection with each other so going back Going back to what I was saying, I think about the cultivating this quality in in a meditation practice, the quality of uh, feeling safe, the quality of feeling satisfied, and the quality of feeling connected, and then being able to 
bring those practices. And the way I see those three things, safety, satisfaction, and connection, as, as practices, as very valuable practices that can be, help us to stay with what is painful and not, and not get too lost in our own stories. Well, and I think another way of talking about our stories is the judgment that we put on the feelings. And there's that expression about, you know, the more you resist something, the stronger it becomes. That just, and and judging it adds then a whole nother layer of pain to it, making ourselves wrong or bad or shame uh, um, or guilty. As opposed to just accepting, allowing, as you say, being with it. Yeah, in fact, in um, in, in Buddhist Buddhist uh, practice and philosophy, there's a, a word for that. They call it the second arrow, right? the the first The first <laughs> arrow, the first arrow is you feel, you know, you feel some pain, you feel some sense of, you know, maybe you're not happy with your with something that you said or, or, or something that you did, that's the first arrow. And then the second arrow is you then judge yourself. You then, you then, um, you know, you, you, you judge yourself or you maybe judge another. And this is, um, adding, adding, you know, pain upon pain. Um, exactly. And uh, one of the things that I've learned to do is to ask myself, what am I learning? Um, how could I do it differently? And and so that I, I, that's kind of another layer that we can also benefit from our experience after you know we move through the pain of it, let it go, be with it, stay with it, feel it. I think we can also ask ourselves questions that help us grow personally and professionally. Yeah, I, I agree. I think. Um uh, both. I think what you're what you're getting at is uh, asking the question of what can I learn from it is like cultivating a a, a flexible a learning mindset, uh, uh, which is very, you know uh, easy again easier easier to say than to actually do, um, but to notice you know to to notice how much of our kind of pushing things away and judgment comes from the opposite of that, that open learning mindset, that, that more, you know, thinking that I am a certain way or the world is a certain way or you are a certain way, that kind of more, uh, that more fixed, um, some of the work, I feel like we're, it's the, some of the beautiful work of the Stanford um, uh, researcher, Carol Dweck, who wrote uh, papers and a book about the, you know, the cultivating a more, a flexible learning mindset. Hmm. Um, yes, and and so really, what you're speaking to is the possibility of change. You know, I um, at the first part of the show is talking about the way we grow up, and we get lots of messages. You know, you're stubborn. You're this. You're that. Um, and and we hear those in our head over and over again. But what you're saying is that we can be more than those messages we were given and the story of who we think we are. Yeah, so totally. And I, you know, I think um, I think that uh, it, it's it's valuable to notice, you know, to notice to notice those messages, right? To become 
to, to become, you know, almost intimate with them and to let them go, right? To let them, let, and realize they, they don't, they don't define us. They, who knows where they, they, they may come from. Uh, they may come with, with mostly, I think they're learned in our, in our early childhood, right? But this is that, um, and, and I think it's also, I think it's also, you know, I've been, I've been studying a lot, uh, this whole realm of, um, evolution and the way, the way that we humans have, have evolved over time. And I think in part, there's actually some, um, from an evolutionary perspective, there's something beneficial about being dissatisfied, about, about craving, about wanting, right? Cause, cause imagine that if you, you know, had, had a great meal, well, you're done. You don't have to eat anymore. Well, no, you know, after a little <laughs> while, those, 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 you know, and, and this, and I think, I think the same is true with, you know, with entertainment, with sex, with, with all of the various things that are there in terms of the things that we, that we need. Um, and, and then I think it gets, it blossoms and, and we, <laughs> and builds upon itself that we become, we become kind of creatures that, that are always feeling a sense of being dissatisfied. Nothing is ever quite, quite enough. And I think part of, part of mindfulness practice um, is this practice of cultivating this sense of enoughness of, of that. What, what does it feel like? What does it feel like in the body that I'm an, I'm enough. Um, There's nothing lacking right now. I'm completely, uh, I'm completely safe right, right now in this, in this moment. So uh, how would, is there a specific um, short, um, mindfulness practice that you could share with us that allows us to feel that enoughness? Yeah, I think, you know, in some way, I think it's, um, you know, one of the things that I'm often teaching when I'm, when I'm teaching people a, uh, a, a meditation practice is, you know, with each, with each breath, even that to sense in and lean into right, right now, there's nothing there's nothing lacking right now. I am completely satisfied and, and to, to breathe, to breathe, to breathe into that. And, and this sense of sometimes I'll teach as you breathe in, you know, I'm, I'm completely enough. And as you breathe out, just letting go of everything, but there's just letting, letting it all go, seeing, seeing, feeling who, who you are, without the story, um, even beyond the story of, um, enough or not enough. <laughs> You're just, just be, just be completely you in this space of, of not even quite, uh, be, be beyond, beyond the labels. But I think there's something, um, about training ourselves in these more positive, these more positive mindsets, right? I'm always learning. I'm, I'm, I'm enough. And then with each exhale, uh, just let it all go. I feel this sense of uh, safety and satisfaction, again, beyond, beyond the words, judgments, and labels. Oh, well, I did that with you as you were talking, and that just felt so beautiful. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah. 
I especially related to it maybe because of what we had been saying earlier. I'm always learning. You know, it 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 makes it really okay. Everything really is okay because I'm supposed to be always learning. Yeah, um, yeah, no, it, yeah. It's be- beautiful. Even um, uh, you know, coming coming on my. My question for myself as we were starting this conversation is what can i what what can I learn today how am how am I going to uh, grow and change right now in this in this conversation Wow, wow, that is really beautiful um, i I appreciate you so much. Um, there are seven practices, and we're going to talk about more of them after. The break. I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, and you're listening to Uplift Your Life Nourishment of the Spirit. While you're listening to the commercials, go to my website, drpaulajoyce.com, to sign up for my newsletter. You receive the information on all our shows, a chapter on my ultimate creative problem solving process for my best selling book, which will help you release hidden fears and blockages to hearing your soul, your true self, your inner wisdom, healing at deep level and getting what you truly want in life. This process came to me in that space that Albert Einstein talked about between sleeping and waking. It was a gift from the spiritual realm that helps my clients align their conscious and unconscious mind and move forward with ease and speed. They change from the inside out, creating lasting change and self-empowerment. Now on your paper, write down how mindfulness practices can help you or maybe what you're learning now from this show. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with Mark Lesser to talk more about mindful leadership at work and in life. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Be the best that you can be. Dr. Paula invites you to meet with her for a -a one-of-a-kind breakthrough coaching session. Dissolve hidden barriers to your goals, solve your most challenging problems, and unleash your inner power. Visit PaulaJoyce.com or call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, at 214-208-3533 to find out more and to schedule your free consultation. Whether it's individual or group, business or personal, attain success with ease. Mention that you heard this on Uplift Your Life and receive 10% off your first service. Call 214-208-3533 or visit PaulaJoyce.com today. Time for a fresh perspective from leadership development to team building and re-imaging your mission. Dr. Paula has game-changing speeches and presentations crafted just for you. She has helped leading experts solve their key challenges and can help you too while reducing stress and increasing your profitability. With Dr. Paula, you will find common ground in innovative solutions. Start now with a free consultation. Call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, today at 214-208-3533 or visit paulajoyce.com. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics reaching a global community. 
Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit with Dr. Paula Joyce. To reach the show today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to Dr. Paula at drpaulajoyce.com. Now, back to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. If you're just tuning in, I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor. Welcome back to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. And I hope you wrote down how mindfulness practices can help you or what you're learning right now today in this show. Um, Remember to listen at the end of the show today to learn how Archangel Andronia can help you. And I'm so glad we're here talking with Mark Lesser about mindful leadership at work and in life. Um, Mark, you have so much wisdom and practical information in your book. Um, it's just every word is is important. And there, the organizing principle are seven practices would, for mindfulness at work and in life. Um, would you name those for us, please, and talk a little bit about that? Sure. Sure. And just to... Uh uh, a little bit of context is that these um, these seven practices actually uh, developed when I was training a group of Google engineers to to be mindfulness teachers, and the question the question on the table was what what are the most important kind of values, principles, practices that people would need to know to uh, to teach mind to be a mindfulness teacher is how is how these practices emerged, and then they kind of grew and developed sort of beyond that to be practices for 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 anyone, um, not only as a, as a leader but for in, in some sense that we're we're all leaders in our lives and that we all have uh, great influence more than we usually imagine. So that's where they came from. They are uh, love the work. <laughs> Do the work. Don't be an expert. Connect to your pain. Uh, connect to the pain of others. Uh, depend on others, and keep making it simpler. Uh, and and I every time I uh, say these you know, these seven practices, I I can't help but notice that there's something there's something poetic about them and something uh, aspirational uh, about them. And and at the same time, I think. Uh, they're meant to be actually practiced. They're meant to be, you know, how do you actually engage with, you know, the practice of loving the work of the work of building self-awareness, the work of connecting with others. How do you actually practice, you know, uh, don't be an expert. And then the, 
the the practices that we that we were talking about uh, earlier in the show. This practice uh, as a practice to um, to connect to your own pain and the and the um, the practice of uh, connect to the pain of others, which I think of, of all of these seven, those those two probably seem the most um, maybe uh, un, uh, surprising or or contradictory, especially. Um, in the world of in the world of business and work and leadership, people don't usually think of of practices around pain as being part of uh, something that would be useful or effective in the realm of uh, work and leadership. Well, absolutely, and and in fact, um, when I was in the workplace, and that's it hasn't been for a number of years now. But it it was, um, yeah, you weren't supposed to feel. You were supposed to just always be on, always be professional, always have kind of a mask on. Um, but then that drains a huge amount of energy to keep everything at bay. And it always slips out somehow anyway, um, sideways as I call it, you know, where because the feelings are there and and you can't um, hide them forever. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, in some of the work, uh, when I'm inside of companies like like Google, they they talk about the the phrase um, taking off your game face. Right, that your your game face is the, you know, wanting to be smart and impressive, and that you right that you don't that you don't have feelings and emotions, and and in some sense that that's been the kind of basic assumption in in the workplace, and and still is in in a lot of different places, right? Because we, you know, it is different. You know, the the world of one of the big challenges in in the world of work is that. It actually is about achievement and and getting stuff done and measurement and and money and power and hierarchy. Those are all there in the workplace and and it's a bit um, it can be a bit paradoxical to bring in these other practices, these mindfulness practices, in a way are are not about um, achievement, uh, not about you know hierarchy and power, and yet I think this is their uh, their brilliance is to to bring in the the human element, especially I think um, the kind of the, the deep deep ability to connect with one's not only with your pain, but to use the, that connecting with your pain maybe as a doorway to connecting more deeply with others, so that you're not just connecting with people in their work roles. You also actually care about them. You're also actually practicing. Uh, empathy. Uh, this is there's actually quite a bit of um, both research and and you know experiential evidence that that empathy, uh, feeling the feelings of other people in the in a leadership role in a work role, is is really important. Is really a, effective uh, practice in the in the business world. So I'm 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 wondering how we do that without getting lost in it. So uh, I think that, you know, a lot of us are probably thinking, well, you know, why would I want to do that? Carrying my own pain is um, is more than I can bear uh, most of the time. How am I 
going to add caring about yeah. and connecting with the pain of all these other people? Well, I think, I think in some way, uh, when we realize that um, whatever pain we might be feeling, there are probably millions of people also feeling the same exact pain, that we're not alone. It's part of, it is part of the human condition. So in some way, it can help provide us with a whole different sense of uh, perspective for ourselves. And at the same time, it can then um, uh, connect, us, connect us with others. But, but I think, too, to me, uh, like, well, why, why are we, why, come on, come on, why are we really doing this? What's the, what's the core intention and motivation? And I, I, think, I think it's important to keep the perspective that we're doing this so that we can keep our hearts open, right? That, that it's so easy to close one's heart when we're feeling pain or when we're, we're noticing someone else's pain. And I think the, 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 the basic kind of underlying practice, and I would say, you know, people often ask me to define, you know, what is mindfulness practice and what is this, uh, uh, the, these ideas and practices about bringing mindfulness into the workplace. And I think essentially it's how can we keep our hearts open right in the midst of the stresses and challenges of, of daily life and of, of getting stuff done, of working with other people, of meeting deadlines, of things going wrong. Like that's life. That's part of, that's part of life, you know, uh, in work and outside of work. And, and how do we stay, how do we stay um, with a sense of appreciation, of gratitude, open-heartedness, again, right in the midst of those challenges. Um, that's so beautifully said. And um, there was, um, I work with my guides and angels, and they have channeled through to me that um, when we've been hurt, the best way to heal is to open our hearts even wider. And that's really what you're saying. Um, you stated it so beautifully. And uh, so it's um, it's deep wisdom that you're sharing. And the techniques that you um, offer in this book and, and the ex- um, examples and specifics guide people with ways to do that so that we are safe ourselves um, and 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 I think that's part of the fear is that if we connect with the pain of others we won't be safe mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah we might think that and yet it's um, in practice again and again I think it's just the just the opposite that that when we uh, when we let down our guard and we see that someone else is is being uh, more vulnerable and open and that we just uh, are just connecting that we're just noticing that we don't have to we don't have to fix the other person's pain um, but but we also don't need to um, avoid it or push it away that we can just be there we can just be there just being there and and again I think a lot of um, a lot of what's often missing in the workplace and in leadership is the, the, the practice and courage of just simply being there with, with, another, with another person 
um, again, experiencing, being able to um, uh, connect to connect to not only their pain, but connect with their joy and connect with all parts of their lives. And that this can kind of create the ground for connection, effective communication, difficult conversations, and, and getting stuff done, getting results, uh, which is, um, and I think, I think the results we want in the workplace is the results of connection and caring and, and at the same time, uh, results in getting things done. So beautifully said. Thank you so much, Mark. We're at a, a close to this portion of the show, and I'm so grateful you shared, you were here and shared your wisdom. I encourage everybody to purchase Seven Practices of a Mindful Leader Lessons from Google in a Zen, mo- Zen Monastery Kitchen, and also go to marklesser.net for more information. Thank you so much, Mark, and many blessings to you. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Paul. I appreciate it. Thank you. And thank all of you for joining us for Uplift Your Life Nourishment of the Spirit. If you enjoyed today's show, please go to drpaulajoyce.com, like us on Facebook, register for my new workshop, Read my latest blog and learn about my services, including coaching, speaking, hands-on healing, remote healing, past life regressions, house and office clearings, dream interpretation, or to sponsor one of my experiential workshops, such as dissolving fear and anxiety, overcoming abuse, um, and 21 Steps for Healing Your Body. If you mention this show, you get a 10% new client discount on my coaching, which I do in person over Skype or on the phone. When you work with me, you get support, guidance, and healing from the spiritual realm. The archangels, angels, and guides of a high and positive spiritual nature work through me and directly with my clients. My process helps you remove hidden blockages and connects your mind, body, and soul, resulting in faster progress and profound healing emotionally, mentally, and physically. My private and corporate clients improve their health, wealth, and relationships. Click on the link to contact me and see for yourself. Now I'm going to introduce you to Archangel Andronia, who's over self-care. Ask for her help daily in addition to whoever else you pray to in order to take better care of yourself. Use your own words or say something like, Archangel Andronia, I give you permission in a positive way only to help me take better care of myself by using mindfulness practices. You can even be more specific and say something like, I give you permission in a positive way only to help me make the time to build mindfulness practices into my day. Pay attention to signs, synchronicity, and new information. This is a process, not an event. Trust that she is helping you because she is. Please join us next Thursday right here when Dr. Daphne DeMarniff will discuss the rough patch, marriage in the Art of Living Together and June 27 when Mark Gober will talk about an end to upside down thinking. I want to hear what's on your heart and mind so please keep sending me your questions, comments and silver lining stories. This is Dr. Polly, your CM or chosen mom as designated by Dr. Bernie Siegel. Remember, you are loved. All is loved. Just let that feeling wash over you and through you. Bless you and have a beautiful week. 
Thank you for tuning in to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. Please join Dr. Paula Joyce and her guest experts next Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until then, have a positive week.